The, 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 the dream is real. One, two, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? First and foremost, I want to introduce my brother and the humble Baron himself, Keith Weaver, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man. Let's have a seat. Thank you, brother. And I'm Kenny Burns. I'm light skinned. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> All right, how's everybody feeling? So I wanted to take this time because we all know Fawn Weaver very well. Make some noise for Fawn Weaver. Woo! His wife, but Keith <laughs> is an instrumental part in everything you see. And he is actually the muse for Humble Baron. So I want to yes. kind of introduce you to him, kind of get, you know, some of the things that you might want to know because I don't think he gets enough credit for the brilliant gentleman that he is. But Keith. My brother. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How I'm do you, doing awesome. How do you feel finally seeing it all together? It's beautiful. I'm looking at all of these people. I see all of you. You look great. You look great. TKBS and how many of you flew in today? In you, flew in, you flew in for the festivity. I they came from it. around the country, Keith. It's awesome. So. Everyone here is sitting around a bar that's a tenth of a mile long. And it's a great. A tenth of a mile? A tenth of a mile long. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. And according to the Guinness Book of World Records, yes, sir. it's the longest <laughs> bar in the world. It is. By a lot. <laughs> and he told me the other day at the grand opening, if they decide, if anyone in the world decides to make a longer bar, what are you going to do, Keith? We're going to knock out the wall here. These two, and we're just going to roll it back go, around. Go out back. We got land. We can make stuff happen here. How many <laughs> acres do we have here? 440. So I, I can see it going around over to the... Rick houses. It, 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 it could go. Yeah. So we're we're just to put that in perspective. We are about five times the size of Disneyland. Fun facts. Huh? I didn't know that. I like your hat, Gina. So cute. You work <laughs> at Disneyland, so you know how big Disneyland is. Yes. So let's take a little journey back with you, Keith. I yeah. think that. People need to know, like, you're not even in the spirits industry. You had no desire to be in spirits. No. Right? And That's then, correct. Tell them where you started and how you started. Ooh, I started in politics. So I, I am a writer and a campaign strategist. So I'll write and, and write you a speech, write you an article, and run your campaign. And then from there, I ended up getting into politics real deep. And after doing some campaigns, ended up at a movie studio, doing the same work, but at, an movie at a movie studio. studio. And I want you to know, during the political sphere we went through together when we were trying to figure out the what and the what before the pandemic, he was my spiritual advisor. He would walk me off the ledge. Kenny, don't post that. <laughs> post this. So, so medium and people can hear you a little better. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate those times. But Sony, you work for Sony. I do. And you do some very interesting things. I didn't even know, like I do public policy consulting for Amazon. I yes. deal with, you know, things that have to happen in and around Atlanta as far as education yes. and things of that nature. But talk to us about like your legitimacy around the world. Like you have a, a real footprint around the world. I do, but I will answer that. But first I have to let the people know how much I love you. Oh. I, got, I mean, 
So Aww. we kind of went right in yeah. to this. Yes. But Kenny Burns is my brother. If I had if I had a really cool brother, <laughs> it would be Kenny. And I just love him and Jessica dearly. It's just like family. Um, so thank you for being here, first of all, and thank you for this time. So absolutely, thank you. So we could tell each other we love each other. That's right. Black men's. <laughs> right, right, right. We're secure. So it's like Sony. The question was yeah, about Sony. Yeah, Sony, yeah, because I'm very interested, and I think they would be very fascinated to hear it. Yeah, so I didn't know. Sometimes the thing that you focus on trying to do, um, you focus on something different. So I don't focus on money, and then as a result, we've done really well financially. That's it. Say that one more time. You don't focus on money. No. But you've done very well financially. Yes. Don't let that go over your head, please. Yes. All right, chasing the check, you be chasing your ass. That's right. And I didn't focus on being in Hollywood either. I focused on the issues. I focused on what would help. I focused on servitude. It's just kind of how I'm wired. And then through that, I didn't know there were six major movie studios. Right. And then therefore six jobs, like the one I hold. Right. And then that got me far. And so that was 20 years ago. So I was a baby executive then and have always been among the highest ranking black people in Hollywood. Highest ranking black people in Hollywood. Yeah. For me, I tapped into my purpose like superhero style during the pandemic. I had never had to sit down yeah. and like kind of peel back the layers on the onion. You know how like right. you're just tunnel vision the whole way through and you're getting and accomplishing and doing things. Yeah. You're not really enjoying it all. Right. But when I got a chance to sit down, I tied in my passion and my purpose. And I think this is a part of what has come of it. These amazing humans that come with me everywhere. Like we've we've been all over the, we've been out of the country together, actually. We've been everywhere. Is that right? Oh, we've been to Turks and Caicos, baby. Oh, yes, I know. I saw yeah, this. Who I saw Turks this. You I saw this. Outside. This was great. We, we created our own bubble within the pandemic. You know, is what yeah. we did. But you know what I think? Got I think that part of this and part of why TKBS Nation is what it is and you have the following when you do, is you're just authentic. How you are here is how we are when we're together. And people can read that and just love that. So that vibe is just dope. Thank you. Um, I'm 50 now, so I feel... <laughs> Young. I feel like right. now, I, I, yeah. I, you just turned 50 one year before me. That's but true. I'm 50 now and I feel like it's a, it's a level of like showing people you can do anything you want to do. You don't have to make this much money. You don't have to do this. You can really prioritize your time and move accordingly. Absolutely. Yes. There is really no limit. And I love to do things that people say can't happen. I ran five marathons because I'm so big. I'm like a big football player. You ran five? Five. Damn. And people say, oh, you can't run a marathon. You're too big to run a marathon. And so it's like you, you do the thing that people say can't happen and just prove them and shock the world in doing it. Right. And that's fun. That's awesome. It's part of what this is. I'm gonna curse. That's fucking awesome. As a matter of fact. <laughs> people are like, oh no, Kenny's gonna come. What's he gonna I want, say? What's I want gonna a say? cocktail. Do you want a cocktail? I definitely want a cocktail. I, I want a honey, I'm home. Is there oh, somebody that could come? Is there I somebody think, that could come up and, and yeah. make us? DeAndre's gonna come up here. DeAndre, welcome DeAndre. T tell him the man's title. So DeAndre Jackson, he is first, the way we came to know him. He's the winner of the 2021 Uncle Nearest International Cocktail Competition. And then he came from Beverly Hills and we lured him here to Bedford County. 
So he was at the Regent Beverly Wilshire, heading up their cocktail program, and now he heads up the cocktail program here, and he's just well, amazing. Let's, let's get his words. Hold on, let me yeah. see this. Um, how are you, brother? Good, how you doing? I'm good. Are you single? No, sir. Oh, okay, shit. <laughs> you know I'm always trying to make love connections. and Not about so, to get me in trouble. So It's fine. I'll get you in no trouble. Everybody <laughs> calm down, all right? We got... I want you to tell the people what you're making in this cocktail. Uh, in this cocktail, I guess you guys might all know, Honey, I'm Home. Inside is Uncle Nearest 1856, lemon juice, pineapple, and natural hot honey, and Equiano rum. Equiano rum, which Keith Weaver and Fine Weaver owned as well. Make some noise for owning the bar. <laughs> they did this so they could be the number one sellers of Uncle Nearest in the world. You know that, right? You're going to uh, be... Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? Right? Why not? Okay, well, let's get to the... While we're waiting on our Honey, I'm Homes. Yes. Congratulations. How, one more question for him. I'm sorry, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, How does it feel leaving Los Angeles? Were you in Los Angeles? I love it here, and gas is not $10, and I can afford my rent. See? No. See? Hold on. <laughs> he, he, li he lived in California. It was too expensive. All right? He lucked up on the phone, weaving, Keith weaving. Now he's in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> if you listen to MJG 8-Ball, okay, we'll get to that later. Congratulations. We're Thank proud. You. Make some noise for him, y'all. It's cheaper. Thank you. In Nashville. All right, everybody wants to know, how'd you meet Fawn Weaver? <laughs> I met her, my mom is a hairdresser. She was a hairdresser. She's still alive, she's just retired. And she'll be here later too, by she'll the way. She'll be here later. Amazing. She's gonna have on something exotic. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably gonna be floral or she'll look like a peacock. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> but uh, she's never tried to set me up with anybody. Ever? Ever, except for one and done with Fawn. And so Fawn would come into the shop and say nothing. She'd type and keep to herself, read books. Right. And in a black hair salon, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's loud. Exactly. And so she said, she called me and she said, I met your wife. I met this girl named Fawn. And meanwhile, she's... She literally said that first, first time telling you about it. She said, I found your wife. I found your wife. The spirit whisperer. Yeah, that, that girl named Fawn. And then she was meanwhile telling Fawn how amazing her son is, as mothers will do. He's so smart. He's this. He's the executive, blah, 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 blah. All facts. Got but, a bag. <laughs> <laughs> so I, this is before social media, so you can't Google, there's no swiping, there's no looking, there's none of that. And so I, I finally said, okay, I'm gonna call this girl named Fawn. So we hit it off right away on the phone because she's, you know her, that's her sister. Know her very well. She's a little crazy. So she first told me inside the conversation, she said, oh, it must be the second coming because my mom, how she built right. me up. And then she said, okay, well, I just need you to know I'm not having sex with you. Hello? Ladies. So I, I would... Hold it. <laughs> Keep it to yourself at first. Well, I, I, I just thought that's the craziest thing to say to somebody on the phone. You're just calling them for the first time. I'm Saying hello. Hello. Wait, I'm, I'm not having sex with you. And then in my head, I'm like, yes, you are. Oh, shit! <laughs> you just don't know Today. yet. <laughs> you don't know. You know, no. So that's how the conversation began. Right. And then it just went, I don't like to talk on the phone a long, a long time. I'm, I talk for a living. So uh, we just hit it off. It was like hours of a conversation. And then we have finally agreed to meet. Not like a coffee, not a lunch. We went all in. We went to a dinner. Right. And I saw her. I didn't think she would look good because my mother said she has a sweet spirit. 
Which, the, sweet, the sweet ones got a little something with them? The, the guy translation of the sweet spirit means fat and or ugly. Got it. I mean. Keep it one thou wow. So, so I see her, she looks how she looks, she's amazing. But more, it was the ability to connect with someone based on how you vibe, how you connect without even seeing them visually. And it just built from there. So we went really fast. Right. We, so you met, and then how long after that did you get married? Nine months. He got Jess and I beat. I thought we was fast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just, you just know. You, you know just, when you know. You know when you know. We got any married couples in the audience? Married couples? How y'all feeling about your relationships this week? That's a whole nother episode? Okay, we'll keep it going. Uh, <laughs> che cheers to my brother. Cheers. cheers I, I love brother. it. We have to taste this. All right. Right. That ginger and that little, <clears throat> with that, you know what I mean? Hot honey. Hot honey. So you got married. You're going through life. Serial entrepreneurs. Yeah. You're, you're doing public policy and consulting all over the world. You work for Sony. How did Uncle Nearest come up <laughs> and tell everybody how you financed it? <laughs> we got to keep his flowers, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Tell us how it came so up. So we were on business in Singapore, and this is in 2016. And usually, Fawn and I, we don't get to travel to, with one another because there's always stuff going on in each of our respective worlds. But this time, we were able to travel together. And Fawn wrote a book. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She, <laughs> yes, it's hard to Multiple do. streams of income. Multiple streams of income, that's right. So her book is called The Happy Wives Club, or one of them. And one of those principles from that book is we have a morning ritual or a daily ritual. Ours is a board meeting, which is basically coffee hour. You and her have a board meeting? Every day. Applying that? Every day. And the ground rules are, we don't talk about each other's business during that coffee hour. So on this day, we read an article on the international edition of the New York Times, and it was entitled, Jack Daniels embraces a secret ingredient, help from a slave. Wow. So we're like, Ooh, I hope they're ready. Right. And you're in Singapore when you We're in Singapore this. when we read this. And, and the I hope they're ready is always followed by action. So the way we move, we don't just think about it and move to the next thing. We start planning, exploring, Googling. And I, you know, being in Hollywood, I thought, have they secured all the intellectual property rights around this slave's name? Right. Nearest screen. Cut to nothing had happened, nothing had been protected, and then I go about my business. Fawn goes 12 layers deep into the story. She's in stealth mode. In stealth mode, and she's fascinated because there's so much richness to the story. From Singapore, she orders thing, things on Amazon, books and stuff like about Jack and to get more into it. And then cut to the part we don't talk about very often, but I'll share with you, is our Sabbath that week, was in Malaysia. So we went to this beautiful island called Langkawi, and we don't have children, but the person who was closest to our daughter, Brittany, our niece, uh, got killed by a distracted driver. Wow. So we got to an island that's very hard to get to and then therefore hard to get off of, and beautiful, but it was just hell. Sad. And the way we deal with, with things, especially Fawn, is to kind of pour into work. So we come back, plan this home-going celebration for Brittany. Actually, 
back there, this uh, she was she was aspiring to be a sound engineer. Wow. So this crow's nest, the sound engineering booth here is named after Brittany Helene Hampton. Oh. Because it's the way we came to be here. So anyway, um, that year it was in front of Fawn's big birthday. Uh, we were supposed to go to Paris that year, but because of the proximity of the death, the home going and her birthday, she didn't want to do that. Right. And she, in the meantime, received all this information that we started researching, or really she started researching. And she said, I want to go to Lynchburg and delve more deeply into the story. I did not want to go to Lynchburg, a place Tennessee. Lynchburg. I am black and Lynch is in the name. Right. So no, I didn't want to go. But because it's her birthday, we do it. And then things from there just expand rapidly. Uh, that was September of 2016. Wow. And then it just took off from there. Crazy. So I want to jump to, I think it was October 2017 when I came into the fold. Yeah. And I first came to Lynchburg to meet Fawn uh, and Keith and your mom. Actually, I met your mom yeah. the first trip. So I come and we do this, you know, tour. Now, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, when you first hear the story, you like, they stole another recipe. I can't believe. And then Fawn is telling me about this amazing relationship between Jack and Uncle Nearest. And then I started to meet elders because at this time, yeah. the two eldest remaining, this, you know, descendants, yes. family members were still alive. Yeah. So, you know, we're going through this thing and I'm just, I'm a, I'm, my mind is blown. I had been in spirits for, you know, 15 years yeah. almost. And I had never heard a story like this in my life. But of course right. my spirit journey was in a club with sparklers. <laughs> <laughs> connecting people in the wildest ways. But I come here and I hear this story and I'm right. immediately fascinated. So I meet you, I meet your mom, I come, she actually brought me here when it was an equestrian right. farm, not even Uncle Nears, I'm sorry, Nears Green Distillery. Yes. And I'm just blown away with the vision and I'll never forget. We're leaving about the, the other driveway and we're about yeah. to make the left. And so the whole day I'm like, I'm gonna ask for half the company. I want half. I need it. Just I've been working hard, y'all. I ain't got no equity and nothing in my life. <laughs> we turn up out the thing, and I was like, she said, So what are you thinking? I'm like, well, fine, you know, I was thinking long and hard. You know, your husband's amazing, your mother-in-law, this, this is this is unbelievable. I need 10% of the company. She's like, um, 10% is not available. I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna get. And you smell good. And <laughs> And the, the affection, and I'm going to tell you, Fawn is younger than me, and you know this because we yes, talk about yes. We're each other's therapists when it comes oh, to Fawn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Fawn that day had just gave me such a, it opened my mind yeah. to what things could be. Absolutely. When you started realizing what things could be, when did it hit you? Because I know, like, yeah. you know, and even the Dan Call Farm, and I don't know if any of you happened to come to that one tour we did, but the yeah. Dan Call Farm, where Nears Green actually distilled the whiskey, drinking water out of the thing, all these things. But when did you know that this was going to be a thing? I knew pretty early. I knew pre pretty early because just as I said, we don't focus on money, and then therefore we have financial success. We were not focused on a spirits company. We were focused on a legacy. The story. The story and the richness of that, the contribution of that, the value of that, uh, tremendous. And so everything we did then 
and do now is in service to elevating a person, a man, a black man who was a forerunner of a, a, an industry. And I think that from that point, understanding that, I knew, I knew Uncle Nearest would be extraordinarily successful. Now, I didn't know it'd be this fast. Well, I was about to say, in, I didn't know five, it'd be this in fast. five years? I didn't know it'd be this fast. I knew it'd be successful. And, and the reason why it's so successful is black people, brown people, Asian people, white people, young people, old people have such resonance. The story has such resonance with all people. And it's just such an amazing thing that we can be proud of. It's also extremely positive. And then beyond that, we needed to make sure that the liquid in that bottle lined up to the story. And so through that, Facts. the principles, everything we do is in service to excellence. And that, so yeah. no, I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised, I knew early. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you earn doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite soup dumpling restaurant doubled all the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled and the best part you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it nope discover does it automatically seriously though see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com match yo if you thought the mccrispy was busting hold up bacon and ranch have entered the chat say hello to the bacon ranch mccrispy I participate in McDonald's limited time only. What does it mean to be black and unlimited? It means being exactly who you are. To be unlimited in your potential. To be unlimited in your creativity. To be unlimited in your imagination. And to be unlimited in your vision. Throughout the year, join Walmart in amplifying the voices of black brands and creators, giving them a stage to spotlight their unlimited brilliance. That's black and unlimited. Visit walmart.com slash black and unlimited to learn more. And you want to know why? Because the dream is real. When I first like was involved in this in the hearing the story, I found out that Jack Daniels didn't own the Jack Daniels biography, which Nearest Green now owns. Uncle Nearest now owns. I did not know they did not own the Dan Call Farm. If you remember long, most of you have been with me that long. The house was on the bottle. Now it's the nearest green distillery. The house was the actual Dan Call Farm where young Jack Daniels came to live as an orphan and then was taught to trade by Uncle Nearest. They didn't own that. Jack Daniels was in the pickle. If anybody from Jack Daniels is here, we should take a shot together. We appreciate you <laughs> and a bit of a fumble you did. But I, you know, I keep it 1,000. That's why they love me so much. But is that not, I mean, were you amazed at certain things that were significant to the story? Even the up until 72 or the 70s when the story stopped mm -hmm. being told about Uncle Nears. Were you not surprised that Jack Daniels didn't like just own that stuff? Yes. <laughs> I was very surprised. So well, thank I, God uh, they didn't. So, uh, yes, I guess the, the thing is, and I always laugh because I'm like, some random black people from LA came here and bought the original site of Jack Daniels in the childhood home of Jack Daniel and where he lived when he, where, where Nearest lived and taught him how to make whiskey. So that's surprising. But I think sometimes, oftentimes, God will do things and shield things and hide things for the right steward of the story. 
I need another honey, I'm home. <laughs> we actually do, we do. DeAndre, we're, so, wow. so I think that, it, and it's because we weren't set to build a major couple billion dollar spirits company, although we have. Talk that talk, hold on. <laughs> talk that talk. Can I talk my Can shit talk? again? Uh, when you start saying B, right. we ain't talking about Beyonce. <laughs> Sometimes so we are, we are. But, so, but because it's not in service to that, it's something bigger than that. It's bigger than, than me, it's bigger than Fawn. And so we just see ourselves as the stewards of this. The goal of Uncle Nearest is not for us to sell the company. Yo, stop right there. I come from a business where I was taught, you raise it to a certain level, you sell. The fact that you guys do not want to sell, and then put that alongside the fact that all of these people that you've now given opportunity to, all of these people that now have a way that didn't have a way. Right. That's your extended family. Those are your seeds. Mm -hmm. But to plant that and then to say, and trust what I'm telling y'all, and y'all done, done blurted out maybe four, five, 16 times on, on the podcast. Every time I hear a number because people come to me to come to, or whatever, but when Font, I'm like, how are we not? And she said, because this will outlive us. This will be here when we're not here. And that's incredible, because we don't think like that. Because I'm mad at LaFace Records. Yeah. I'm mad at Motown. They don't own their own catalogs no more. We don't have BETs, not BET no more. Right. I'm upset. Right, right. But see, the thing is, is that when we look around and we think about ownership and legacy, as it relates to our people, it's not often there. It's not, it's not multi-generational. And for us, the goal, and Fawn says this, so I can't even take credit for it, is her quote, and I believe it fully, is our goal is that after we're dead and gone, 200 years from now, you'll continue to see Jack, you'll see Johnny Walker, but you would also see Uncle Nearest on that top shelf. That's the plan. So normal business plans, there's an exit, there's no exit. And I wanna say this, I'm giving him his flowers today and I wanted to <laughs> frame him for culture because I know this is gonna go viral. This podcast might be one of the biggest podcasts we ever had because you, my friend, are a savant and oh. truly a humble baron. But I wanna say this, you truly have to understand, I, I've done a lot and you guys know what I've done in culture by now, right? I've done a lot in culture. Yeah. Two complete strangers bought into me and gave me equity in something that, of course, I, I came to the table asking for what I wanted, you know what I mean? But you saw something in me. And for me, for you to talk about 200 years from now, Johnny, Jack, Uncle be on the same back bar. My picture is in the family room, y'all. I got a yes. picture. I got yes. A, and, yes. And I'm not, and I'm not going to lie, like, I got a Louis Vuitton. Supreme jacket on and that new motherfucker. <laughs> and in 200 years, they can go across the way and my picture's in the building. Make some noise for that. Because my legacy is tied to their legacy. And I want y'all to uh -huh. understand, sometimes it's not your dreams. It's not your dreams that are going to take you where you want to go in life, are not going to propel you to where you want to be. You have to be open to receive and you ultimately have to believe. Yeah. So I'm a testament to your testimony. Well, you know, and part of the reason we're connected together in life and in business is because of your value. Your value and what you contribute to Uncle Nearest and other things. The way you present as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as my brother. It's all of those things. So the value 
makes sense. It just makes sense. And so we just love and applaud and appreciate your contribution to this company. I appreciate that, Keith. Chad, I'm over here. We need some shots. This is, honey, I'm <laughs> it's, home. It's, yeah. it, it's early, too. Don't do that, Ebony. Don't do fucking do the tears. The nation love me. I love you, too. Um, so we're going to party, but before we get into the day yes, party, um, I want to open the floor up. If you have a question for uh, Keith Weaver, I want you to ask, how y'all doing at the bar? Y'all good? Okay, who has a question? We're going to start? Okay, come on. All right, Keith, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. I feel good. I got, I'm working on my second honey. I'm home. It's, All right. Pace yourself, brother. <laughs> but what I want to ask you is, how did you, when y'all came to that concept, of saying this story is so compelling, I want to be a part of the legacy. How did you materialize that into this, though? Like, how oh, did the you finance. Get to that point? So, uh, Fawn and I, uh, we're both serial entrepreneurs, and so through that, we had success. So that's enough to get a, a start. And then there are people who are in our network who would just invest in us just based on the things we've contributed, the things we poured in. So the first $10 million of the raise beyond our own capacity, we're just friends, friends and family. And then you need a lot more than that to be successful in spirits. So then that success begat more success. But it was just, it was really just showing up and doing things that sometimes you do things and if you're doing it not expecting reciprocity, which is kind of a story underneath that first $10 million or people that I was just doing stuff for, Fawn knew, we had relationship with, not expecting ever anything to come from it, which is kind of how we live our lives. I just help people. The whole ethos of this company is about servitude. It's not about financial benefit. Fawn and I aren't gonna profit from a major exit, as you know, because I've said it three times. So that's kind of how it moved, and then just keeps going from there. Hello, how are Hello, you? Hello, how are you? This is awesome, by the way. Thank you so much, <laughs> I appreciate you. I just wanted to know, um, when I think of legacy, I think of family members as well, because that's what I'm trying to do, you know, basically learn more about finances, so that, because in my family, we weren't taught that. Mm -hmm. So how in your family are you showing up teaching the next generation? Oh, that's good. So, lovely the, lady. The start of it is, we didn't start knowing all of these lessons ourselves. So we are learning and growing and sharing the information however and wherever we can. So certainly to family, but also to other spirits, companies, how this works, or rather how it doesn't. Beer, wine, the things that we learn, we want to share and open that up. So a large part of what we do is we are the phone a friend to any BIPOC female-led brand anywhere, we're helping them. Whether it's official or not, we just are. Our family, we're doing that. One of the things that we started early, and I'm happy that this company is successful because it allows us to pour in differently and better, is we started with the foundation. And really, it was in service to the fact that nearest in his day, he amassed wealth. This is coming out of slavery, out of the Civil War, and own a massive amount of property. Generationally, things changed. Why is that? What happened? How do we pour back into that? How do we expand that? So it's just part of how we think 
what we do, how we move, but it's all tied into understanding more. And I'll tell you this, is that even though people lift up Fawn, and to a different extent me, because she is credit where credit is due and deserved, she is a CEO. I, I can't pretend like I'd be so enlightened to be like, oh, there's no exit. You're, Years you're, ago, I would have been like, oh yeah, let's sell. How much money would you <laughs> Venmo me? You got how much? Right. But, but the, the thing is, is that even today, we're still learning new things. Actually, just yesterday, we learned something new about financing buildings and facilities that immediately we went into how we're we gonna share that information. So we didn't have it and then share it. I didn't grow up understanding. I would charge something, I have a car, I'd get my car repossessed, I'd get another, I'm gonna lease it. And I mean, it just is what it is, I'm not gonna lie. Right. So we're learning and sharing at the same time. That is so true and we all are witnesses of sharing information. We went through the pandemic together. We went through getting vaccinated and how many of us took 17 months like myself. We did it together though, we figured it out. We got the, then we went through a racially charged political sphere. We did so much sharing of information. It seems normal now to say something without holding it. And I think that's why we're better as a real community. Holla Tia, how you doing? Okay, Standish. So my question is, what, what, does that, what does this mean to you? What does Uncle Nearest mean to you as far as being um, a black brand, uh, female represented at that? And then also, what does that mean uh, to you in a sense of black bartenders and mixologists that use your brand? A lot of times, for Fawn and I, we just move in its purpose-driven movement. And it's really moments like this where people reach up and respond to us, especially her, uh, where people will stop her and now me in the airport or wherever we are, and that'd be like, oh, wow, we're in Atlanta. So, okay, cool, we got love in Atlanta. And then we're in New York. Okay, okay, New York, I get it. Oh, we're in London. We're in Japan. People recognize us in Japan. It's just crazy. So that, and especially for females and for BIPOC, um, for independent thinkers, for underrepresented of whatever sort, the way that we get love and the way people reach into us, it's just incredible. We had a bar opening, it was industry night, and I'm like, I'm opening a bar, it's cool. And people came up here and they were crying and hugging me and thanking me for opening the bar. I was like, okay. So that just tells me how special what we're doing is. And that undergirds the reason why we're so purposeful in what we do. For the mixology community, <laughs> uh, it's, it's very inspiring to see the way the brand has inspired professionals like yourself. And they're our foundation, by the way. Yeah. Mixologists are our foundation. A thousand percent. And so creative, the thought. I mean, mixology is going to where culinary has always been, if not equal, it, it, it's just, it's crazy. And so the reason why we fell in love with DeAndre is because he was thinking about these flavors and these notes and these textures and how it relate to the menu. It, it's just great. So it's, I love the create, creative spirit that it brings about and it drives me to be creative in other things that I do around construction and real estate and even this bar shape. Most people think that the longest bar in the world is gonna be a long line or angles, and it's not. <laughs> it's very communal. Yeah. So you can see everything. 
you can see everything and we can communicate with each other. It's a flow to it by design, but that's like thinking about even how mixologists would work behind this bar. How would they relate to the customer? How would we see them and they see us? Absolutely, and you guys are gonna meet Victoria Edie Butler today. Yes, and she should she be here is, soon. She is a, is she here? She's coming soon. Okay, oh. well she's, is she, Vicky, are you, Victoria, are you, if, she, if you're here, come here. But if you're not here, ladies and gentlemen, they, what was her profession prior to you bringing? She was in law enforcement. She worked for the Department of Justice. With Violet! Which is so crazy because when you see her and you see her personality, I'm like, how are you in that role? No, she definitely, she has strength like she was the police though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. She don't fuck around. You're not rolling on her. You're not about to say nothing crazy. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, but I want to give you your flowers because she did not know that she would become a master blender no. and represent generations yeah. of amazingness in the spirit business. Yeah. What was that like meeting her and then figuring <laughs> out she's the great, great, great granddaughter yeah. and then making her master blender? What was that? I mean, that has to feel amazing. It's amazing. So initially, Victoria worked for me. So Fawn and I have a divide and conquer over everything we do. We have very, very different personalities. Uh, very. Very different but highly complimentary and tons of love and connectivity between the two of us. So the parts that I lead, real estate, administrative, legal, finance, da 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 da, da. Victoria was gonna come work with, for me, and did. And, and that lasted for four minutes. And then she saw Fawn, she saw the light, and then she just kept going, but she didn't know anything about exactly. whiskey tasting exactly. and all that, despite the family lineage. And what I love about this is that some things are divine. It comes through bloodline. When she started tasting whiskey, she got it right off. And so Victoria Edie Butler, Nearest's great-great-granddaughter, is the first person, person to be a four-time Master Blender of the Year. No one. Woo! Not female, not black, not first time first. person. And that's just because her nervousness, like that lasted for a few seconds, unfolded into this gift and her purpose and passion. So Amen. that's her. I can't wait for you all to I see her I can't wait. Here. And she's going to hug on all of y'all. And you'll know when she's here because she kind of levitates through the room. Yeah. You can kind of feel her when she's here. And so. I'm not going to lie. When I first met her, for the first three years, it was tears. Every time we saw each other, it was like, ah! Now it's turned up. Like, you see what we're doing. You see I'm four-time master blender out here in these streets. Like, her energy she's, is she's infectious. Still gonna, she's still going to cry, though. No, she's still going to cry? She's still going she's okay. to cry. Well, don't make her cry, y'all. Turn her up. <laughs> Where's Boba? We got to have a soundtrack when she walks in. Right, but, um, right. You know what? I am um, watching the time because yes, sir. we're going to start to move these tables eventually and start to get the thing going. But oh, how do you see the future for black spirits? Now, you created a $50 million fund mm -hmm. that you support black-owned creatives in spirits. And mm -hmm. I say creatives because they're trying. Yeah. You see something valuable in them. Mm -hmm. You invest. Yes. What does that look like? Because the portfolio, I mean, Equiano Rum, uh, Sorrel, all the things you've invested, and they're going crazy. 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 So it's just gonna grow, and, and it really came through George Floyd's murder, 
And after that, there were all these roundups over the top 10 black on this and the top 10 black on that. Well, for spirits, it would be us. Well, number two on that list was a distant number two. That's a problem. So we're not like, oh, we're number one, sorry, you're not. It's just a problem for sustainability, for pipeline. And what I love is that the things that we know, it kind of goes back to this lady's question here, when she asked me, how do we build this financial literacy? And I broadened it to like, how do we help? How do we learn and help? One of the impediments is, how do you get financing for this? It's not easy if you don't come from a lot of money, and we had a good start, it's still not enough. So we're sharing that, we're growing that, and, and they in turn are sharing and growing that too. So I just see that expansion, and it's great, and in in, we're not a big guy company, but the other companies are starting to respond and follow suit. So however that's inspired them to move, and for whatever reasons it's, it's causing that movement to happen, I'm just happy about it. So I just know that there's so much talent in our community, in spirits, and we're gonna see that grow geometrically. Awesome, this is where I need crowd participation. You, Fawn, the Thank entire you. team exemplify the dream. It's real. You see that shit? Yes. <laughs> Woo! But you guys exemplify yeah. the dream being real. Yeah. You live it, you pour into your community, and I've never seen anything as cohesive as far as a business as Uncle Nearest. Thank you. From all walks of life, yeah. the harmony, the, the love, the respect, yeah. Yeah. it exudes from this brand. Yeah. If you could tell young entrepreneurs, because we have a lot of young entrepreneurs and people Ooh, still yeah. dreaming about to achieve their dreams, what would be some key advice on their journey? You can't be afraid to, you've heard this from other people before, but it's true, so it bears repeating. You can't be afraid. Failure is part of growth. Failure is part of success. Failure is, is a key to how this all happens. I have so many, I mean, people look at me and Fawn and there are moments where I've been an executive a long time. There have also been times where dry cleaning bills have been too high. Wow. So I've ironed my own shirt. You just don't know. There's, there were the plans for how even Uncle Nearest would launch and strategies to change based on things that were going on. You just have to embrace that as part of the process. You're not gonna have all of the footing laid out in front of you. That's true when you start as a starting entrepreneur. It's true now, even with the company that we have built. So the key to this is embracing failure. And we don't, as a society, look at failure a lot. Everybody loves success. Right. So now, even people who were haters at first are like, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'm like, really? I remember that social media post from four years ago. Talk that talk. But they come and respond. They'll come here and they want a picture. I'm like, you know I remember stuff, right? I'm, I'm not as <laughs> I remember that shit you were talking. <laughs> right, right. They're like, you guys are sourced. I'm like, we were, because we started and we had a product that was older than the company. We don't have time travel. So yeah, we were sourced. But I think it's all of that is just under, underlined, big and bold. Failure is part of the process. You're not gonna know the 10th step. You may not even know the second step. You just gotta move. And the key is, the key is, in that movement, stuff's gonna happen. Stuff happens every single day. And Uncle Nearest, Nearest Green Distillery, Humble Baron, 
It's how you pivot and how quickly you pivot. You gotta keep moving. Wow, you gotta keep moving. Make some noise for that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're gonna get to this day party. But oh, we, all right. Yeah, we're we gonna get to this day party. We're gonna get, uh, clear, it's uh, grown these, and sexy. Grown and sexy. We're gonna clear these chairs out. I encourage you to, to hydrate and eat. <laughs> There's a cigar lounge over here. Oh, it's beautiful. You, we're gonna see that in a minute, Michael. We're gonna, not about five o'clock, after I about six drinks. Um, but I wanna tell you in front of everybody, and I wanted the point to be today, when Tiffany was like, so how do you wanna do it? Cause I had cocoa, I had sugar, I had a, Michael, I had a bunch of people I was gonna do the whole thing. And I was like, no, I wanna highlight Keith. Oh. And I told her that, and I was, you know, dead set on doing it because you deserve oh. as much energy as Fawn gets because you are her partner. And to be oh. honest, you are the humble baron, so we appreciate you. Oh, thank you, brother. TKBS Nation, I'm sure, appreciates wow. your energy, and we love, love you, bro. I love you, and all thank right? you all for being here. I'm so honored you would come here, and I know he has a following, but still, you guys had to come distance to be here. And so I want your experience to be great, and this team is here to support all of that with excellence, so thank you. Yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Weaver. Thank you. The, the, the dream is real.